Today's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcasting Network. For more episodes like this, check out BREELnetwork.com. Hi, Adam. We're back. Hey, Scott. For your distraction, is here again. Yes, we are. So, we're cu- we're out of the friendly confines of our studio yet again. We're on the road. We're on the road. It's my fault. My fault completely, and we'll explain. So you're the one to blame. Yes, we are. This is the second time we've done it from here. Yes, uh, but it's better quality compared to the last time. Yes, yes. We did it early on in our career, but we are coming to you live. Well, recording live. From Cravings Cafe and Creamery in beautiful downtown Sharon, Pennsylvania, our favorite ice cream sandwich coffee shop. Um, we got it. We got our whole setup down here. So I, we're recording a little bit early this week because I'm going out of town. Yes, you were kind enough to tell me yesterday. Yeah, you were going out of town. Yeah, it was a real last minute thing, so I do apologize. But I'm going to St. Louis. St. Louis. You can find me in St. Louis. I've never been. What's St. Louis like? I went once when I was a kid, but I don't really remember. So, so you're all excited about something you don't remember? No, I don't really. Rem- I remember seeing like the St. Louis Arch, like the gateway to the West, and like drive. I think I just was passing through St. Louis, so I don't think I did much there. So <laughs> I'm actually going to stay there and enjoy the sights and sounds. What happens is my sister Jenny, friend of the show, she's been on here before. She's a senior at the University of Nebraska Lincoln. She is a gymnast on the women's gymnastics team, and their team made it to nationals, national championship. Go Huskies! Are they the Huskies? They're not the Huskies. What are they? The Corn the Huskers. Huskers. So you were close. Who? Yeah, the Corn Huskers. Who is the Corn Huskers? Adam, have you ever who been? Who wants to be a corn? I've husked some corn in my day, and that's not fun. Have you ever been to Nebraska? No. If you would have ever been to Nebraska, you will realize why they're called the yeah, Corn Huskers. But it's like because there's nothing else. But it's like what about the Gladiators? The, there's the, no Gladiators the there. Stallions, the Mustangs. I don't. The, there's not as many as Corn. The you know the the, the Bulls, even the Bulls. I mean, I'm sure there's farms. It's the all bulls. about what feeds Bulls and Mustangs and Stallions. What feeds them? I mean, who's stronger? Corn makes them strong. But who is stronger? Um, I does that is that a, is that relevant at all? I mean, if you were to ask like Arnold Schwarzenegger, if you, if you were to get in a fight between a cow or Arnold Schwarzenegger, who'd you? Who'd it's you a choose? picture of me, literally taking the bull by the horns. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so I'm going to I'm going to St. Louis. Yes, you're going to St. Yeah, Louis. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll let you know when we come back. We'll do a show and. I will let you know what it's like. Yeah. So this show, uh, because it's last minute, it might be a little bit shorter than our normal episodes. Um, no. Usually, we like to do a little bit of research on some stuff before our time, before we drink some beer, and then just talk about nonsense. Uh, yeah, and completely avoid all our topics of conversation. And we still have no fucking clue what we're talking about. No, we don't. But we we do it anyway. So I like to have a game plan sometimes, though. So. So, again, big shout-out to Cravings. If you're ever in the Sharon, Mercer County area, drop by. It's a really cool place. So yeah. we're doing it from here because our studio was... We're doing we, it. We, we couldn't use our studio tonight, so we're here. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it and doing it and doing it. Wow. That's from American Dad. Yeah. 
Remember that episode? LL Cool J. Is that from that too? I never yeah. used to listen to LL Cool J. You never listened to LL? I never said I never did. I said oh, I didn't actively listen to LL. I love LL. He was never one of my go-to rappers. So I had a I had a old school hip hop phase, and it was awesome. Don't know why I ever got out of that phase because it's really great stuff. So yeah, LL was a big fan. So we're gonna do the beer of the show now, Adam. And yes. you, you helped me pick it out. What's it yeah. called? You, you wrote it's it. It's called the Blackberry Mugs Bugsy. Blackberry Bugsy. Blackberry Bugsy from it's... the Brutus Brewing Company, which is the neighbor right where we are here at Cravings. They're yeah. also in downtown Sharon. Adam, uh, we just we just took a little walk over there, and I got my growler filled up, and we decided on the Blackberry Bugsy. Yeah, it kind of stuck out. It is a wheat porter. So a wheat porter. Yeah. Okay, you want to go first? I'll go first. Um, it is, you could definitely taste the blackberries. It's a darker tint to the color, I Very would say. Very dark, it's, yeah. It's not. It's definitely not light. You can't see anything through it. If you dropped a penny in there, you lose it. You never see it again. Um, <laughs> Make a wish. Yeah. Um, like I said, you could definitely take the, take, or taste the blackberries it's got like a bit of I think you mentioned this before when we were sipping it. It's got a bit of like a bitter and sweet at the same time. Yeah. Um it's not heavy, but it's very watered down. It looks heavy. It's got legs, but it is very watery. And that's you know, I like Brutus Brewing Company, but I've noticed a trend with their beers. They're they all seem to be very watery. I, it's been a long time. You know what? Actually, I don't think I've ever had anything from the Brutus Brewing Company. Now I think, but I've been to that place, but I've never actually had any of the Brutus Brewing Company Adam, beers. Adam, what? You have, because we've done it on the show twice before. That's right. Before. I forgot. That's right. I did forget. That's right. <laughs> we you did, did say that. We did their pumpkin beer once a long time ago, and more recently we did the uh, snake hips. <clears throat> snake hips, and I think okay. each time we did it, we're like, it's good. Tastes a little bit watery, but good. I mean, maybe they need to like fix their beer. Like maybe not make so water. Some people like that though. Maybe that's just their thing. Maybe maybe it's like this area's thing. Well, didn't you make a comment about somebody was asking for Bud Light or something like that? It's, it's you know something, yeah. something like lines. I want something that's like Bud Light or Miller Light or something. Let's not open that can of worms because I think people suck. But it is what it is. We got the Blackberry Bugsy from Brutus. I give it a three out of five. Three out of five. It's got a good taste. I don't. It loses points for the wateriness, but. It's got a good taste. It's a nice little beer to drink. Give it a three out of five. I'm going to join you. I'm also going to give it a three out of five. I like it. We're going to drink it. I enjoy it. I just feel like when I saw black, I love blackberry. Blackberry is one of my favorite flavors. When I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's probably real good. And I do taste the blackberries, but not as much as I'd want. You don't want it overpower. I've had some of those blueberry beers that's almost like overpowering with, with fruit. I don't yeah. want that, but at the same time, I want a little more than this. So I'm going to give it a three out of five also. But right. definitely a solid beer. So thanks again to the Brutus Brewing Company for supplying the beer of the show. Yes, thank you. Head down there. So I was watching, I like to watch a lot of videos on YouTube, and I like, you know, you're, you're a commercial guy. You're, you like to watch commercials on the television. You know, in between those pesky TV shows, you want to get to those nice commercials. I, I was thinking about this, and 
I don't know how you feel about this, but I don't think a sitting president is allowed to have, should be allowed to have, commercials about themselves, about the work they're doing on TV and videos and stuff. Even if, even if it's not by their own hand. And, and I'm saying this because I was watching a video and a commercial about Donald Trump and his uh, regime, I guess is what we'll call it, uh, came on. They were talking about how the Republicans are keeping their promises and they're doing this and that and the other thing and, you know, like all these ads for these people. And I'm like, but like, are they? So I want to hear your thoughts about that. Like, do you think, I think it's a thing where a sitting president, unless they're in an, unless it's like an election year, I don't think they should be allowed to, even, even if they don't do it themselves, I think it should be illegal, maybe not legal, but like super frowned upon for anybody to do an ad about them. Well, I mean, our president is a reality TV star, so it's kind of hard to keep him from the screen, like from in front of a camera. Like it, it, it doesn't bother me as much. I didn't see this commercial. I wish I would have now. It doesn't bother me that they're doing a commercial. It bothers me with the content where you said that the Republican Party is keeping their campaign promises. Yeah. Is, that, is that what it said? It's, it's like, you know, they're, they're basically it was a Republican propaganda kind of ad where it's basically like, you know, they're keeping their promises and everybody's doing a lot better so far. And, you know, no matter who's trying to keep us down, you know, we're going to fight for it and we're going to do better and blah, 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 blah. Well, kind of let me just tell you that that's completely false. The Republicans have not kept hardly any of their promises. As a matter of fact, I have a list here. You do? I have a list here of things that Trump said he was going to do. He said he was going to defeat ISIS in 30 days. What's going on with that, Adam? Update? Uh, ISIS is still in power. Okay. And, yeah, it's, it's all around bad. Okay. He said he was going to ban Muslims from entering the country. We have, an, we have an update on that, Adam. He almost did it. He almost did, but then he what happened? The, the courts overturned then it. Then they realized that there was no reason they, to ban the Muslims. So they they realized kinda, that it's against the law. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so that didn't happen either. Okay. He said he was going to repeal Obamacare. Update, Adam. Update. Uh, Obamacare is still in full force right yeah, now. Couldn't he, couldn't which I would almost argue is not necessarily the best thing we need. We don't need to repeal it, but we do need to change it. It, okay. needs, it needs some changes. But he said repeal Obamacare. Yes, he did. Day one. Oh, yeah. It, no, didn't happen. Okay. He said he was going Even though, despite his own words recently, he did say in an interview, I didn't say repeal and replace Obamacare. I didn't say that. I didn't say within the first 30 days. But yes, he did. Yes, he did. He actually did, and he they did have a clip that. of him saying that. He did say that, but that okay. doesn't matter. All right. Okay, here we go. He said he was going to build a wall and make Mexico pay for it. Adam, update. Uh, right now, if there was a wall going to be built, it's going to be the American public that's going to pay for it, unfortunately. Okay. So, no, okay. Mexico is not paying for okay. any wall. He said, well, he criticized President Obama for playing too much golf. Can we get an update on that? How's He's Trump? had about five vacations a month since his presidency every single weekend he likes to go away and what's he do on vacation uh plays golf okay on the american dollar now mind you mm -hmm. on the american dollar you are paying for his golf okay he said he was going to drain the swamp adam can we get another update um he did drain the swamp and then we found all the toads and mm -hmm. the swamp creatures that live underneath so uh, he, he did do that he, he did, did he didn't drain the swamp he replaced the swamp with his friends and millionaires you can say right? that. Okay, okay, yeah, you okay, can okay. say that. If that's how you want to put All it. Right. We have uh, 
he was going to make make no cuts make no cuts to Medicare. Update Adam. I actually I actually don't know the answer oh. to the question. I would assume he's trying to. Would assume that he's yes, yes he's trying, trying to because trying to cut, cut it, Medicare. It would, it would yes. give him more money. Okay. He said he was going to refuse his salary. He was not going to accept his salary. <laughs> Adam, mean, can we get an update on that? Did anybody believe that? Okay. I mean, late, can we can we get the audience a poll from there? Did anybody believe that? Okay. He said he was going to build the Keystone XL pipeline with American-made steel. Adam, can we get an update on that? Isn't it like Russian steel? No? Correct. Yeah, it's, it's like yes. Russian steel. Yeah. Thank you, Vladimir. Oh, wait. Did the last one on my list. Did he do something? He did it. What did he do? He did it, Adam. He did this last one. Blame Obama and the media for everything. He did it. He kept his promise. He oh, yeah. He kept his promise on that. Unreal. <laughs> But some of the other things, he said he was going to donate his salary. He said he was, Mexico was going to pay for the wall. He was going to leave his business and let his children run it. Yeah, he's still the CEO of Trump International. Um, he was going to release his tax returns if he got elected. We're still waiting to see that. He's a big pho- phony liar. So, so You're I don't a great care. big phony. <laughs> I don't necessarily disagree with him doing commercials that's whatever i'm fine with that i'm just mad at the content because can i ask he's you something? a great big phony has he done anything good so far in your opinion anything <sighs> even one thing oh god good that you has agree he with. done anything that you agree good with. that i agree with okay well here's one thing just recently in the news i'm not sh- sure if you're aware of this adam but he launched a strike on Syria where he blew. I heard about yes, this. Yes. You hear about that? So I neither disagree or agree with it. I think I'm not, I'm not going to criticize him for it. And here's why, because I would be a hypocrite because back in 2013, president Obama suggested we do the same exact thing. And he, in fact, he put it to Congress. Hey, I'm going to bomb the shit out of Syria because they suck. So the problem with that is, Adam, the Congress at the time, which was controlled by Republicans, they all came out and said, no, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. So now that there's a Republican president, magically, magically delicious, all of these Republicans all of a sudden changed their mind. Now they're all gung-ho for it. So the excuse they're using is, well, Assad and Syria, they're using chemical weapons now on, the, on their own people. Well, back in 2013, they were just using regular weapons on their people. So <laughs> I guess when you use smoke bombs and t- gas and kill innocent women and children, that's stepping over the line. But if you shoot a rocket into an apartment complex and kill 27 people, oh, well, he did it with a regular bomb. So I guess that's okay, right, Adam? Hey, hey, at least they're not as bad as Hitler. Hitler didn't use chemical weapons, remember? Yeah, Sean Spicer remember? said that Hitler didn't use chemical Tell the Jews that, Donald Trump and Sean Spicer. I'm pretty sure the gas chambers, they use chemicals in that. But, um, you know, it's called the gas chamber been, for a reason. They've been using chemical weapons for centuries. Oh, like when you, when, If you really, really think about it, there's been maybe not the same kind of chemical World warfare. but World like, War One, they did. Yeah. Not even that, like, like for centuries now, like chemical weapons have been used. So, like, come on. Yeah, so... <laughs> Scott, this is coming... Out of the White House. That's what this information, this information is coming 
straight from the lips of the people in charge of us. People that run the country say this. So my point is, back to the whole Syria thing, Um, I'm going to wrap it up and make my point here, but the Republicans didn't want Obama to bomb Syria, but they're fine with Trump doing it. And all of a sudden Trump does it, he blows up a couple military installations and messes up some runways. I think all of seven people were killed, and they like cheer him and applaud him for this. I don't think it's going to do anything. Is it going to stop Syria from using weapons on their people, chemical or regular? I mean, why would it? No, it's not going to stop. They're going to continue to fight and kill their people. So, I mean, I'm fine with him doing it because they are bad people and they need to be stopped. But this isn't going to stop them, so I'm not ready to suck his dick off for doing this. Secondly, and most importantly, I don't care what happens so long as we, the United States of America... Don't get bogged down into another decades-long, stupid, pointless, idiotic war in the Middle East. You want to shoot missiles over there and get bad guys? Fine. But no boots on the ground. That's what I have to say about that. And why they're for it now and they were against it when Obama suggested the same thing, I'll never know. So, Can I ask you something, Scott? Yes. Do you feel better now? It's been a while since you've had a very politically heated discussion. You 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 gave it up for Lent on social media. I did. I did, Adam. And and you feel, you for feel, your distraction, it's like my only avenue to release this. Every but time I what? see you, you're scratching your neck like like you're like you're just. I'm ready. Guess what? Mm. Lent is over. Lent almost. Easter signals the end of Lent. And for those of you listening, if you if search Scott Malenky, S C O T T M A L E N K Y on Facebook, that's me. You are going to be in for a treat. It's going to be just it's, not... It's going to be it's, fun. You're gonna post, I'm going to lose gonna, some friends. You're going to post so much that that's all that's going to be on the timeline. I'm going to lose some friends. Nobody's going to be able to get a word in edgewise. Adam, I can't wait. <laughs> you, I imagine your phone is basically the storage is filled with memes and pictures and things like I've that. I've been saving them. Oh, I've been coming across some good ones. and I'm like, oh, I'm screen capturing that mug. Wait till Easter. <laughs> Dude, I got so many on deck. Are you going to do it on Easter or after Easter? Well, I'm going to be in St. Louis on Easter, so I imagine I'm going to do it after Easter. Well, it's the power of having a mobile phone. You can do it anywhere you want to do. I know. That's that's not an excuse. But I'm going to be with family. I don't want to get all worked up. I'm on vacation. I'm with family. I'm having a nice time. I don't even want to think about that Cheeto nightmare one minute more than I have to. He's dangerously cheesy. (laughs) You know what? I I like traveling. I got a lot of traveling. We're going to St. Louis. Then in... In June, I'm going to Florida, going to the beach, and I'm going to Disney again. And then in um, July, I'm flying to California, so I'm doing a lot of traveling. Jesus. i got to be careful when I fly, though, Adam. Now, yeah. i got to be careful. Apparently, they're ruthless. These airlines are absolutely ruthless. Yeah, I know the story you're talking did you, did, about. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I heard about it. It's the United Flight story where the man, there was a guy that got dragged. I guess <laughs> what happened was, from what I understand, and I don't know how much you know about the story. I'm assuming you know a lot about it. Um, there, there was they had a full flight, and I guess there was about there was a few like four employees that had to get to. They they were like students that they had to get. They had their job in like a on another plane or something like that, and they had to get on. And 
the flight attendants, you know, I guess everybody had boarded, but you know how they like to do if they overbooked a flight or something like that. They try to throw little incentives at you, like, oh, we'll give you, we'll give you a, a gift card for this, or we'll give you, a, you know, six hundred dollars or eight hundred dollars or something like that if you, you know, give up your seat and switch to a different flight or whatever. They get those kind of incentives. This one guy would not give up his seat. He's like, no, I'm not giving up my seat. Like, I mean, no, I mean, they, I guess they got a few of them, but they. Nobody else would do it. So what they do is they pick at random. Like get the computer and they pick at random a seat. And if you get picked, you know I think they'll still give you the gift card and stuff like that. But they're like you gotta like you, it was a random pick. You know it's it's Russian roulette. You gotta go. I was on a flight one time, Adam, and the flight I was on was overbooked. And they came on the loudspeaker, and they said, "Hey, we're overbooked. I think it was by two people. We need two people to to give up their seats, and we'll, we're offering you." This is what they offered us. I think it was $500 in cash, a free night stay at a hotel nearby, a voucher for, I think it was like $60 for dinner, and a free ticket per person, which is good for an entire 365 days to go anywhere. So I was flying with Kristen, my wife, and, and our we had one kid at the time. We had Eva. We thought about it. That's we're a, like, that's a pretty sweet. We're deal. like, shit. That's a pretty good deal. She got on the phone. She tried to make some phone calls. We had somebody picking us up from the airport, and by the time she was trying to secure like somebody to take us home the next day, they were gone. People sw- snatched those up real quick. So, from what I understand, it's kind of the same deal. It was a flight from Chicago to Louisville, and they were overbooked by four people. So they did the same thing, the same song and dance. They offered 500, 600, all the way up to 800. I think it was like $1,000 per person. And they were giving them a free night stay plus a free ticket on the next flight out in the morning, maybe some other stuff. They kept offering this. They kept upping upping the deal, like sweetening yeah. the pie a little bit. Well, they stopped at like 800. They stopped, they stopped at 800? They wouldn't, go, okay. they wouldn't go. It was like something like that. They wouldn't go any higher than that. Well, people, well, nobody was going. Nobody went. There was, I think there was a couple people that did, but they... They went toward the end. I, from what I understand, there was four people. Nobody took the deal until That's they said... That's because you never take the first deal. That's the problem. You until, never take the first deal. Until they said, okay, we're going to select people at random. When they selected four people at random, the three people grudgingly got up and were <laughs> like, oh, motherfucker, and they walked out. They got their 800 bucks, a free hotel stay and tickets the next morning. But the fourth gentleman was a doctor, an elderly doctor from Louisville. And he said, no, I have to get home. I have patients I have to see in the morning. So what happened next, Adam? Um, well, they called security. Right. And they proceeded to force this man out of his seat like he was a five-year-old. I mean, if you guys haven't seen the video yet, it's all over. It's viral. I imagine everybody's seen it. Check this video out. It's freaking crazy. It's like, it's like the guy was talking shit on John Cena from the stage, and all of a sudden the music started playing. I guess like he hit his head on like the arm of the chair. He was bloody. He like, was bloody. And like he, they, he like, they, like, they basically knocked him out. Like he knocked himself out and they dragged him off. And So, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, the people they were trying to fit on, yes, they were employees. They're called deadheads. They have to fly from one airport to another because they have to be at the other airport to be on the next flight. All kinds of crazy shit. My brother-in-law is uh, works for the railroad, and he deadheads on trains quite a bit. My father-in-law actually used to work 
for United Airlines. He worked at the Pittsburgh airport, then he worked at the Hartford, Connecticut airport, then Cleveland, Ohio. He was all over the place. He doesn't work for them anymore, but he did for a long, long time. So I guess United is really getting some some backlash on this. I guess their uh, their well, stock went down four percent, and they lost one billion with a B, one billion dollars. Well, United has been known for being a shitty airline, like not being a great like there was. If I remember, it was if I remember correctly, it was United. This other story that I heard about: there was this girl who was flying with her mother, and I can't remember how old this girl was. She might have been like you know, she was like a teenager, all right, and she was wearing yoga pants as the girls like to do, and United stopped her before she got on the plane and said, "You can't wear those. That's not appropriate for flying." So she was not allowed to wear yoga pants. She had to, she had a dress in her suitcase, so she had to actually put on her dress. Um, it's actually, I know that story that she was a teenager, I think, or she was a young adult. She was flying on a friends and family ticket. Yeah. And the friends and family ticket have dress codes. So that's fine. But I've also, I, I, that you are correct. That, that was a part I did forget about the story. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I've also, as I'm reading the story, I've read a lot of other people that were talking about it and they were saying, yeah, we, I'm on the friends and family thing and I've worn yoga pants and all that kind of stuff on there and they were like i know people that have done that and they yeah. were never stopped for their dress code so it's like a it's like a iffy thing where it's like there's kind of rules that they have the rules there but you nobody really enforces the rules because nobody gives a shit so and do you do you blame united airlines are you pissed are you never flying united our friendly skies i don't fly anyway but I don't go are anywhere. you going to boycott them are you sure, pissed? I'll, Are you sure pissed? I'll boycott them. Okay. It doesn't matter because I'm not flying. I don't fly, so... I'm going to play devil's advocate, Adam. Can you can you go with me here? Yeah, I, I've done it plenty I'm, of times I'm on not, here. I'm not condoning what they did, but it is the policy of the airline. When you purchase your tickets, it says... You are sub subject to cancellation for any such reasons, including overbooking. I think overbooking is a terrible, terrible thing. And the fact that the FAA considers it legal is horrible. All airlines do it. Yeah. Delta, U.S., American, United, Southwest, they all do it. They all practice the overbooking policy. Makes no fucking sense to me. I mean, if you're a sports arena you have 65,000 seats you sell tickets to 65,000 butts for the seats you don't sell more and then say oops we had more people show up than what I thought we were going to we got to kick some of you out no other industry does that maybe hotel industry I don't know but nobody else does that except for the airlines and I think it's stupid but you can't really blame United because it's the game. They're playing the game. It's yeah. capitalism 101. And they didn't forcibly remove the man. Airport security did. So I don't know if it was O'Hare or Midway, one of the Chicago airports. you got to blame those security men for being as rough as they were. United is following procedure. Procedure is set by the FAA. The federal government sets it. They say overbooking is okay with us. United... Didn't do anything wrong. And their CEO has come out and said, hey, we didn't break any laws. We did nothing wrong. The man was treated poorly by being drug out and bloodied, but we didn't do that. That was airport security. And we, we condone that. We don't condone that at all. That's terrible. So 
how do you blame United? They're just, hey, they're playing the game. Don't hate the player, hate the game. That's, that's a very, very, very valid point. A very well put together thought. My counter argument is eat a dick. Exactly. Eat a dick. It is, that's my counter argument. My argument, it's, it's fine. It's legal. But is it ethical? Is it moral to do that shit? No, it's not. You're greedy fucking capitalists and <laughs> stop it. Just fucking stop it. I think it's, t- and I think this is going to raise awareness now. People are going to fight for overbooking, and it's, it's going to be a thing now. This poor guy, this poor doctor, he got bloodied all up. I, f- I feel for him. I do. Yeah. Um, he also made a lot of claims saying that he was being discriminated against because he was a uh, Chinese nation born. He's a, like, he was born in China. He was Asian, and he was, I, uh, well, he said he was born in China, and okay. he was saying, like, this is discrimination against the Chinese and everything like that. At that point, you kinda, I kind of lose all interest in what he has to say because if your immediate thing is like, just because you're being treated like shit, your immediate thing is like, oh, I'm being treated like shit because of my nationality. It's like, well, is that the case? Like, can you back that up with, like, like, did the security card bang you on the head and say, get in line, chink, or something like that? I want to know the other three people kicked off. Were they like, all right, we got to, nobody's, nobody's biting, Captain. What do we do? All right, just select a couple of the darkies and take them <laughs> off. There's only three, Captain. All right, are there any chinks? Yep, we're good. <laughs> if that happened, then you in got the a In the history problem. of the United States, is there anybody that's in, on the passenger plane that ever worked on a railroad? <laughs> Those are the people we got to go for. Anybody wear a turban or worked okay. on a railroad? First of all, let's throw the Muslims off. I'm trying to make it home. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> it is so That's fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah, I, I don't think... I think it's a terrible policy, and United should have done the right thing, but they're just another greedy corporation. So what do you expect? There's something else I want to talk about. Something, another story that interests me a little bit. Just a little bit? Just a little bit. I actually, I was looking at the news on my phone, and I was reading about this story. The Alabama Senate has authorized this church known as the Briarwood Presbyterian Church. They have been authorized, and it's going to get pushed to the House of Representatives to see if they can have their own police force. Basically, a church is getting its own army, essentially is what's happening. And what they want it to be for, because they have like 4,000 people that attend their church or some churches or some bullshit. And it's a mega church, right? Yeah, it's, it's one of those big ones. And they have like Starbucks and Barnes and & Noble on the inside. Yeah. And, and the, the, the authority of this coalition of armed forces would be basically to watch their properties, make sure that they're, the people that are attending their church are protected, things like that. Do they that. have a school? Is it a school, I th- too? I think they have a school, too. Yeah. I, 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 it's, it's like a whole thing. I, they mentioned campus, so I imagine they must yeah. have had a school. I think they have a school. But it's a, a parochial school. There. What's being pushed is they're going to have all the rights and authority of an actual police force. Like that's mm. that's what's being pushed. They carry and, a gun. Yes, and it, it they was, can arrest you. Yes, and it was blocked before too. They, it it has they've been trying to do this in the past and it's been blocked before, but now all of a sudden it's being pushed because 
I would guess majority Republicanism is going on or something. I don't know. It's I, Alabama. That That's too. a fair assessment. That that too. Um, <laughs> it's in Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama. I don't remember exactly where Can I you would imagine Birmingham. Me Birmingham. Yeah, I, and I saw this and I'm like, that's a slippery slope. That's a slippery it is, slope it is a right slippery there. Slope, like, yeah. it's totally unnecessary. Even schools don't have their own police force. They have security, and I have no problem having a church having security. Mm-hmm. But a police force, yeah, has the same authority as the police officers. And like, there was a certain there was a certain phrase that was used when I was reading the story, and I can't find the exact article I was reading, but it had something to do with. Uh, they would be backed up no matter what their actions would do or some shit like that as a police force. Some dumb, stupid, dumb, stupid bullshit like that. I want to hear your thoughts on it because I told you to look that up and you said you had some unique thoughts about the armed forces What's of re- Jesus Christ. <laughs> Crusades, let's do it. Yes. So. The Inquisition, <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> so I, I, as you know, Adam, I'm a Christian. I don't go to church every Sunday, but here's here's a phrase. Here's a phrase I was talking about. I found it. The act will also provide limited immunity for members of such a program when they're acting within their duties. So, if they shoot somebody for you know not for believing being black for or for you know not believing in Jesus Christ, they'll they they could have immunity for it. It's possible. Yeah. I don't agree with it, but at the same time. Like you said, I'm okay with them having security. Full-time... Not armed security. Full-time, round-the-clock security. <laughs> no guns? No lethal? What do you mean by armed? You said non-armed. Yeah, maybe like, Could a, you have maybe like, like a sword or something. A, so this really is the Crusades now. Okay. Maybe like a, like, a, like a spiked mace. Something like but, uh, that. No, I was being serious. Not about spiked mace, but what about I'm mace? I'm serious, too. What about actually having mace or maybe a nightstick, billy club? Like, I'm okay with that. A gun is fucking lethal. I don't think you kind of you need that. At the same time, Adam, you went, to, you went to a private school. I went to a public school in the same town. D- did you guys have any... Police or security? No. God, no. no. No? I remember going to school and then I would hear stories about other schools that have, like, metal detectors and shit mm-hmm. like that. And I thought that, was, I thought that was the craziest fucking thing in the world. Like, so, there, the, were, there was no security. The school yeah. I went to, I'll give you a little bit of background, we didn't have metal detectors or anything like that. We didn't have round-the-clock security either. But where my school was, it had a shared, I guess you'd say, entrance, like, driveway, if you will. The high school was on the right. The next building over was the Pennsylvania National Guard Armory. So there was fucking tanks parked in the yard. Yeah, there were. The next building over from there was the police department. So if you go on the entrance, you're either going to the police department, the high school, or the armory. So there was cops in and out all the time. We had a city police officer who was at our school every morning. He had this little fucking desk, and he had a gun on his hip, and he sat there in the desk as people were coming in to start the day. And you'd go by, you'd say, oh, hello, officer, whatever. He'd wave, he'd wave back, and you'd go to your class. That was it. But he, he left after, like, first period started. You, like, never saw him again. Until the end of the day, he was back for dismissal. 
And That's he right, was because, usually standing those, outside directing traffic. Because those locked doors in between the afternoon and the morning are really what's keeping out a gun shooter. My point was there was a cop for me in school for arrival and dismissal. But I, I never saw him in four years of going to school there. Never saw him once during the day. If there was a fist fight, which happened a couple times a year at my school, big all-out brawl, two kids, two guys, usually it was two girls, getting into a fight, you know what they did? What? They called the cops. That's how my school dealt with fights. They called the police and they took the kids to the police station to deal with it. That's how they dealt with fights at my school. I always thought that was crazy. Like, like shit. So, so many people that had beef, they'd be like, we're not fighting in school. We'll meet a time to, after school, we'll meet somewhere. And, you know, never fought during school because my school was just like, you're going to jail. You fight, you go to jail. So that was it. Um, but back to this whole church thing. I think it's more because it's a church. I'm thinking, about, I'm thinking about the school. The school that's on that campus. I, I don't well, want... Well, is it, is it a school or are they just calling it a campus because it's no, a mega I church? No, I think there's a school there. there? I think okay. I read... I could be wrong, but I think I read in the article that there's a, a K-12 through <laughs> private school through the church. And you... And, and we want armed forces on our K-12 through private school? I would be... Mo- no, not necessarily. They said that... I think they said the reason... Their biggest reasoning for wanting their own police force to privatize their own military was because... Mainly, it was mainly after the Sandy Hook shootings. That's why they want to do it, because right. they wanted to protect everybody. And I can understand that, but it's like... That's the conservative's answer to it's all. It's like... How do, you, how do you stop guns? Give more guns. I mean... Gun trumps gun, apparently. History is what I'm saying. Like, those who don't learn history are doomed to repeat the acts. So it's like, I I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Like, I don't, I'm just not comfortable. I mean, granted, their authority doesn't extend beyond their property. And I guess that's fine. But, like, I think it'd be like the next Vatican with their own private army. And shit. Yeah, like, is like, that what's gonna happen? Like, I could see, th- I could see the fucking future, Scott. Like, I could see that kind of shit happening. Like, you nailed it at first when you said it's a slippery slope. That's exactly what it is. It's a slippery slope. It sets a precedent that has never been, never been seen before. So, I guess. Uh, not to mention that they could be, they could have immunity for whatever their actions they do while they're on duty. So that's another thing that's a problem too. Back to the school. I keep, I keep revisiting the school. Sandy Hook was terrible. That broke my heart when that happened. To the point where I support police, Adam. I know I give, I've given them shit before, but I support the police department. I have an uncle. I have friends who are police officers. The vast majority, I know a lot of good cops. They're good, good people. Just because there's a couple rotten police officers out there that shoot some black kid for stealing a Mountain Dew and a pack of gum. You know, that that's not every cop. There are bad cops, but I support the police in general. Therefore, I would honestly be okay with a police officer who's gone through extensive training and background checks and actually has well, become said- an enforcer of the law to be on that property with a gun on his hip. I'm okay with that. I don't want a trigger-happy, weekend course-taking security guard with a Glock 
that's just ready to shoot somebody. Well, the and to me, that that's they, what the police force is going to be at this church. They, they, the bill they presented was that anybody that would want to undergo the training and become a member of the police force would have to undergo the same rigorous training that you would have to go undergo with the police with police officers. Like you would have to undergo like the same training and go through that. That's what they said that that's they wanted to do. That's not easy to do. That's like yeah. police academy. That's like not a hard. Not, like, it's not an easy. I don't thing know. To do. I don't know if it would be the same as like. I don't know if maybe it would be their own program or they would bring police officers on board who would want to volunteer to teach them or I don't think they'd send them to the police academy. But like that's they, they said that they wouldn't want them to go through like be taught by the police officer and go through the same training and learn and have the they said they want to have the knowledge. I mean, how many churches have you said that knowledge is power? So let me tell you how against mega churches I am in general. Mega churches make me sick. As a Christian, they are everything that goes against Jesus. I mean, think about it. I, I've, I've been, I don't necessarily know if it's a mega church, but there's a pretty decent sized church near where we live that has a very, very large congregation. And I went there one time, not for church service. There was another event being held there and I happened to go. I walked in and, and, and I'm, you thought I was joking. They legitimately had in their lobby when you first walk in, it looked like a fucking mall. They had a Starbucks right there with a barista making lattes and espressos. They had a bookstore. It wasn't necessarily Barnes and Noble, but it was like a bookstore to the other side of it. Yeah. In a fucking church. Like I remember when Jesus came to the temple and there was, you know, peddlers selling stuff and he flips the table. Like this is the do you uh, you guys even read the Bible? Like, this is not what I didn't even so know Jesus flipped the table. Oh, dude. Where's that Jesus? First of all, Jesus is the man, okay? He's pretty cool. Say what you want. I mean, people I do People do shitty stuff in his name, but he <laughs> himself was an okay dude. I would have loved to have learned in theology. I think I'd have been more interested if I would have learned about the Jesus that flipped tables and like, wore yeah. leather jackets and sunglasses and said, not in my building. Drove a Harley, yeah. Yeah, I think I would have loved to learn about he that. He hung one. out with Steve McQueen. <laughs> No, he was a man's man, I tell you. But uh, I, I'm, I'm very much against these churches, like the Joel Olnsteins of the world who make millions and millions and millions of dollars. Like, that makes me sick. Those people, they're not men of God. They're men of money. And to me, this kind of church is doing that. I'm fine with protecting kids in schools, and, but to have your own police force... It's not. I, I don't agree with it, no. I don't agree with it either, obviously. Totally against the church having its own police force. We don't need another Vatican, especially not in America. I don't even like the Vatican to begin with, to be honest with you. There's, they, they hold the knowledge of, of the past. They, they, they hold it in secret, and their secret vaults is wrong. I want to go into the basement of the Vatican where they keep all those vaults and all that You want to Da Vinci stuff. Code it? Like Da Vinci Code it, yeah, man. I want to I Tom Hanks the shit out of that place. <laughs> oh man i would love to see it's it, you know what's funny is they're probably it, what they're holding is probably not even that damning that's that's the funny thing about it it's probably not even that damning like the worst the worst thing they could that they could be holding that would be against them would be that women should have more power in the church than men that would be the worst thing for them or as you go down there they they flip the screen and all of a sudden it reveals like the giant chamber like an independence day with an alien standing there <laughs> yeah we knew about them but they, made, they have all the answers and we don't want you to know them so 
Scientology. Turns out he was <laughs> onto something. <laughs> yeah. He was onto something. Turns out. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't. F- we forgot to talk about something last week that we we're going to. We've been reading some books lately, haven't we, Scott? Books. Yeah, some books. Doing them readings. Book learning. Yeah, some book learning. You said you've been reading a book, and I was I was a little surprised. Yeah. I'm used to you being the TV guy and the movie guy and the uh, sports guy. I'm not used to you talking about how you've been reading a book lately. Well, I've been doing a poor job of it, if that, if that helps. <laughs> I just figured I'd start reading this book. There's a, uh, where I work, <coughs> I'm just talking about this, there's a small bookstore that has a f- few books, and I picked one up there, and I thought, oh, this looks interesting. I, I, I knew about it already, and I wanted to have it for at work, because when I have downtime at work, can't really watch a TV or a movie. So I don't read it at home. I've just been reading pages here and there at work. <laughs> Lately, I've been busy at work, so I haven't been able to, to do it, but do you want to know what I'm reading? What? Tell me. I'm reading the book Odd Thomas by Dean Koontz. Hey, I saw that movie. Did you see the movie? I did see the movie. Oh. Yeah. I was, haven't seen the movie. But it was it was okay. It was an okay watch. So to be honest, I wanted to finish the book before I saw the movie, but now I'm to the point like where you are with some of the television shows. I'm just like, I feel like I'm never going to finish this fucking book. I'm yeah. just going to watch this, watch the movie and be done with it. But um, yeah, isn't uh, old Chekhov in it? Uh, May he rest in peace, yes. What's his name? Uh, Lord Savior Chekhov. Um I have I can't remember his name. I I'm not good with names. I've I've said it before and I said it many times. That's the reason why I was never really good at history class. History and names and dates and things like that. They just it just doesn't. Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. It just doesn't it does it doesn't go well with me. So it'll always be Chekhov to me. Oh, Chekhov, the vessels. Anyway, how the how n- where do you keep your nuclear vessels? How is the book? How is it so far? You liking it? Is it okay? Or are you like, eh? It's, a, it's I'm more like, eh. I was, at first, I'm like, oh, this is a really cool idea. After a while, it's classic Koontz. He's just a Stephen King ripoff wannabe. But it's Ooh, entertaining. Shots fired. I mean, I'm kind of losing it. Honestly, the cover looks like a Stephen King has type novel cover. Yeah. As I'm looking at it. The cover, it's like black and silver with white and black writing. And it just shows the feet of someone walking in, like, skinny jeans. He looks like a poor man's Mark Hamill. A young Mark Hamill. This picture itself looks like it was taken from the early 80s. So Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the book was written then. I don't know. Whatever. So what are you reading? I'm reading two books. How do you read two at the same time? Uh, I I read a couple chapters in one, and then I get, get bored of it, and I'm like, let me go read the other one, and then get bored of it and blah blah and that's how i go back and forth mm-hmm. so i do the same thing with video games and tv shows I, it's 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 i i think i have a late onset adhd because i just can't <laughs> i can't keep my focus on one thing for mm-hmm. a long time um i've been reading <clears throat> one is called norse mythology by oh, so neil it's gaiman a, it's not a novel oh neil gaiman yes they ah uh, i know Coast to Coast AM, a radio show I used to listen to, Art Bell. They always either talked about him or interviewed him. So. He's a really good writer. Yeah. Apparently, his fir- he, he loves 
the Norse mythology. He loves Thor and all that stuff. His first uh, entrance into that world was Marvel's Thor, the comic books. Did he and write that? No, he, oh. he, was, he read them when he was a kid. Oh, I see, I see. He read them when he was a kid, and after he read them, he's like, I love Thor so much. He's like, I want to know the real story. So he started reading on like the real great uh, Norse mythology. He started reading the actual like legend stories, the actual myths, and everything. And they're so completely different, obviously, than the Marvel stuff. But he said that he wrote this story because he wanted to have an accessible guide to the Norse mythology. He wanted it to be like the Norse stories, but written as if they were written today. So like we understand it. It's not using like old timey language and stuff like that. Um, it's really, it's really interesting. I've gotten a few chapters into it, and it's basically like a Norse Bible kind of, where it's like some of the stories don't necessarily match up with things that happen in another story, and they're kind of just like old tales that you would tell around the campfire. Like, and he gave you like a quick background of some of the big players. Like, for example, we know in Marvel's Thor, Loki is Thor's brother, right? Turns out Norse mythology is not his brother. He's Odin's brother, actually. Odin's brother. Okay. He's Odin's brother. I don't know if he really is come after the whole legend says like he came from the giants and blah blah, and he was a baby at the time. I don't think it was. I don't think that had anything to do with any of that stuff. But yeah, apparently he's like Odin's. He's more Odin's brother than Thor's brother. And it starts off telling you about the backstory, like how the world was uh, created and about the end of the world and stuff like that. You find out why Odin wears a freaking eye patch and what happened to his eyeball. Like that was an interesting story. He drank from like this this well of knowledge or something like that, but he had to pay a price to do it. He had a, his uncle or something like that was a giant. He's the one that uh, took care of the well. And he's like, you must give me your eye for the one drink of the well of knowledge. And so his eye is permanently floating in the well of knowledge because he had to give it up to drink it. It was interesting. It was, it's a fascinating read. So I'm getting into that. I'm also reading H.P. Lovecraft. Which one? All of them. Oh, I'm getting them. it all. Of them. I found... On Kindle, I com like, I don't know if it has every story, but it's like a complete synopsis of like all his stories that he wrote. So it's like a lot of short stories, a lot of longer stories, things like that. <clears throat> I don't know why. I think it was because I was thinking about Cthulhu, and I was thinking what a fascinating story that is. And I figured, you know what, I'll just get some H.P. Lovecraft and I'll just delve into those stories. The first story I read was The Alchemist. Scott... It's a, it's a fairly short story. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never had a story. I predicted the ending of it and everything like that because it's, it was like the late 1800s, early 1900s when these mm -hmm. stories are written. And obviously a lot of it's pretty predictable. And I predicted the end of it. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never read a book and actually got like a little freaked out by it. Like a lot of people say like, oh, some stories are scary, like ghost stories and stuff like that. I've never actually found reading stuff scary. I read this story and I'm like, that, that freaks me out a little bit. Like, I'm, mm, I, let me look behind me, check my backside a little bit, make sure nobody's standing behind me or whatever. There is a podcast, and actually it's, it's not on anymore, but I loved it. It was called The Dead Authors Podcast. Yeah. You know that? The ep my favorite one of all time was the one that H.P. Lovecraft was on. Really? Yes. Yes, if you've never heard that one, listen to I'll it. I'll have to download yes. it. Yes, oh my gosh. It was these, the Dead Authors podcast was a group of comedians, and the main comedian, the main character played H.G. Wells. Um, the dude that did the time machine. Who wrote the time machine. And in the real life. Which I have a copy of that on Kindle too. Not, never read not it. only did he write the time machine, but he actually invented the time machine. 
So he had a time machine, which he used to travel back and forward in time, and he used it to go back and get these other authors and bring them to present day. Our present do, day, not to, his present day. Our present day. Our present day. To do a podcast with. Yeah, it was and great. And other comedians would play these authors, and it was just so good. I'm so sad that that podcast went away. It got a pretty good following. But. I've listened to a few of those episodes. My two favorite ones were always... Ben Franklin, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Those are my two yes. favorite ones I had so far. Listen to the H.P. Lovecraft. Well, I think Frederick Nitschke might have been the other one. I don't even remember who it was, but it was it's so good. It's one of my favorite ones. So, Lovecraft, huh? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I was hoping they'd be more short stories. Like, there's one story I got into where I'm starting to read it, and it's like 200 pages long or something like that, and I was like... That's fine, I'll read it, but I was kind of hoping they'd be more short stories, like 20 or 30 pages long, and I'd get a collection mm -hmm. of those, but I'm getting into it. It's, it's pretty cool. It's free. You're not going to join a, join a Tukulu, what's this? Cthulhu. Cthulhu cult. It, no. It's actually pronounced Sulu. The Cthulhu is silent. <laughs> no. You're not going to join exist? the cult? Do you think they really exist? They Cthulhu do. Cults? They do. They're a thing. Like, I know they're a thing in, like, stories, but, like... So I'm just working because I mean there there are like H.P. Lovecraft cults, just like there's L. Ron Hubbard cults. They call themselves Scientology, but basically it's these people who read these authors are like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Maybe this is a religion. Maybe you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with your reading. Good luck with your reading, sir. Yes. I hope you finish it. And when you watch a movie. Lower your expectations a little bit. That's what okay. I'm gonna say. Okay. You know, get them, keep them, keep them down a little bit. Okay. So this is fun doing this at Craving Scott. We need to get out of the studio more. It's yeah. it's nice getting some sun, get outside a little bit, get yeah. some fresh air at that stuffy little apart, the little studio we do it now. Mm -hmm. Let's get some fresh air. Yep. Yes, definitely. Let's give it one more shout out to Cravings Cafe and Creamery, downtown Sharon, Pennsylvania. 76 Shenango Avenue, Sharon, PA. If you happen to be in downtown Sharon, come check out Cravings. You can find them on Facebook. Just search for Cravings. And you, they have a website. I think it's cravingspa.com. So definitely check out Cravings. It's a really fun place. Yeah, I like getting out. You know, we've, we've, yeah. This is the second time we've been here. We've gone to Deloney House a couple of times. We're going to have to take the show on the road. You think? Yeah, you would think. Again, to our to our fans, to all the listeners there, we apologize for this show. Like Adam said in in the beginning, we didn't really research our topics that much. We just kind of went with it, but that's okay. You know how like we do all the time. We prepare, you know, a criteria. We write ourselves a little thesis statement before we present each topic, a little rough draft, you know, and then at the end of time, you know, we've got a nice little research paper for stuff we have to talk about, and then we kind of tear it up and then drink some beer and just talk about wolverine's ball sack yeah and we so. did yeah exactly we didn't uh we did not um have any show notes we didn't rehearse. it was very last minute is what we're trying to say we it's very yeah. last minute is what we're trying to say but you know what we didn't want to provide or take away from you a show deprive you of our just gentle sounds that come from our mouths and we've our vocal never cords. missed a week we have not and we're we didn't want to at all we, we've never we missed never a do. week let's keep the streak going yeah Let's keep it going until we're old and bitter in, in old old homes. I also wanted to give a shout-out to the Blackberry Bugsy. 
the beer of the show from the Brutus Brewing Company. Good it's, solid beer. It's kept us hydrated. It's it's it, not. It it's a very casual drinking beer. Yes. The name sounds like something straight out of Looney Tunes. But besides that, you know, I want to. You know what I want to do? I want to start a brewery. I know nothing about brewing beer, so I'll be like the money man, I guess you would say. But I want it to be. I want the beer all to be Looney Tunes themed or cartoon themed. Maybe not Looney Tunes, but cartoon. You'll get sued. I mean. <laughs> No, but yes, maybe. Yes. No, though. How are they going to find out? They're not going to find out. They'll be fine. It's a parody of the beer. It's a parody of their names and what they are. It's not them themselves. They're not saying, you know, Daffy Duck is an alcoholic, but, you know. Only how can Disney. people get a hold of For Your Distraction, Adam? If you want to get a hold of For Your Distraction and tell us about the books you're reading right now, email us. Four distraction at gmail.com. Search for us on Facebook and Twitter. For your distraction at podcast FYD on Twitter. We're on iTunes and SoundCloud. Search for distraction. Like us. Subscribe to us. Follow us. Comment on us. Share us with your friends. The only way we're going to grow is if you help us grow. We are also a member of the Be Real Podcasting Network. So head over to B-R-E-E-L network.com. We got a lot of good shows. We just introduced a new show. A new show has just joined the network. I believe the name is, if I remember correctly, Christy Doesn't Know Shit. If I, remember I haven't correctly. listened to it yet. It's very, I'm very intrigued. Downloaded a couple episodes. I have not had the chance either, but I'm interested. I might go listen tonight. <coughs> Christy Doesn't Know Shit. Christy Don't Know Shit. Okay. Um, but yeah, head over there. Uh, tons of great shows on there. Network is growing. It's going strong. It's not going anywhere just like us. Also... Um, I mentioned this earlier. I got some. I got a shitstorm coming on Facebook. So if you want to friend me personally on Facebook, you can search for Scott Malinky. That's M A L E N K Y, and get just just get ready. Just get ready. It's you're in for a wild ride. I'm gonna go nuts. Um, was it Podbean? Podbean. Yeah, we can listen to our show on Podbean now. We get points for it, right? How's that work? No, I'm, we're not on Podbean. We're not. I haven't. I haven't. I thought. I thought our network was. The net. Well, the net network is, but just. I mean, you can. I guess. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, I think you have to search Movie Guys podcast for that. I think Podbean. How's is, that work, Adam? Podbean is just a hub for the shows. You really want to go to like iTunes or the website, mostly. So you can. Search Movie Guys podcast. I'm pretty sure we're all up there. So, but I, it doesn't matter. You can listen to us on iTunes or on the Be Real Network See? or Podbean or on the See, website. I'm a son we'll of a get, bitch. We'll get the points no matter what, Scott. Even if you listen on SoundCloud. Well, no, because the network isn't is the network's not part of SoundCloud, Scott. The network's not part of SoundCloud. This technology shit, Adam, it's hurting my head. Yeah. Okay. Like, like you can't listen to us and get points for YouTube or anything. Like, we're not on YouTube. We're not. We're. It's not on there. Damn. So, just remember, folks. Be careful when you fly United's friendly skies. <laughs>